This is the Purple Pillage with Neil Roberts and Lee Bakken. The Pillage starts now. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of the Purple Pillage. I'm Leif Bakken with Neil Roberts. Before we get into it, Four Bears Casino and Lodge, located four miles west of Newtown, North Dakota. Dustin Lynch will be performing on October 14th at Four Bears. Check them out and get tickets, fourbearscasino.com. Neil, tough loss for the Vikings, but it was a tight game, 14-7, to the letdown. Yeah, lots of heartbreak. So the Vikings come up losers in several different facets on Sunday Leaf. Number one, they lost the game, as you alluded to. Secondly, they lose their star rookie running back, Delvin Cook, as he blows uh, an ACL. He's out for the year. Yeah, it was a tough one to swallow, and they had three turnovers to zero turnovers for Detroit, and I think that ended up being the difference. Statistically, the Vikings were on par with Detroit and seemed to have a lot of momentum going at different times. But then they would have a turnover and that momentum would get flipped. Then they'd get it back a little bit. Then something else would happen. So lots of things we can point to. Bottom line is it's a 14-7 loss at home, which stings worse. Had to win all your home games. In my book, if the Vikings want to go 10-6. and six. So that one, this one stings a lot. Now they need to pick up a road game next week. And they can in Chicago, but that's not going to be a picnic either. The Bears play really well at home and not so well on the road. As a testing to they get getting blown out by Green Bay last week, but beating Pittsburgh the week before. You know, one of the discussions that's going on right now is Case Keenum and Sloter, Mm -hmm. and we see a not-so-good Case Keenum come out on a short notice, then come out in a great home job uh, against the Buccaneers, and then not-so-good again, and the discussion is just back and forth. What are your thoughts? Well, my thoughts are, at some point, I think... Bradford will get the green light. I don't know if it will be this week or not. Teddy Bridgewater, the Vikings have since kind of confirmed that once the pup list six-week stint is up, Teddy is eligible and they think viable to come off and play. So all of a sudden you get Bradford back, you get Bridgewater back, Keenum's up and down a little bit. Lots of options at quarterback. I like Bridgewater Mm -hmm. a lot. I don't know how he's going to come back after a year and a half of rust, but if he can hit the ground running right away. Bradford looked awesome in game one. Keenum looked awesome week before last. So all these guys have upside. It's just, you know, what's their floor, Leaf, from week to week? Mm-hmm. We, we know they all have a pretty good ceiling if they get time and can throw. But the Vikings need a quarterback that has a higher floor, I think. So if the defense plays well, they're not stuck at seven points and losing a game. So who can just grind out 17 points for us? A couple touchdowns and a field goal every game and make sure we're getting some points on the board. I saw a stat last week where when Zimmer's offense scores 20-plus points, he's only got a couple losses. And 20 points doesn't sound like a lot, but that's a pretty impressive stat. So, Or else the Vikings' defense has to take one more big step. I mean, they rely on their defense a lot already. They're playing pretty well. It's not the defense's fault. But if they want to win, given this scenario, they can Uh, They need all their big names to play at their highest levels. And it's really encouraging to see the Andros and Dejos of the world uh, making the next step. Zendejo's up for, you know, we talked before we were rolling. You know, he's under consideration for our uh, player of the week. Uh, 11 tackles again. So that's my thoughts on the quarterback and kind of the team situation right now. That if they are going to go double-digit wins, either the defense really has to step up and be in total shutdown mode. Or, yeah, they need to get something more out of their offense. And everybody on defense just has to step up, Leaf. So if they can do that, I still, I guess, the eternal optimist, thinking the Vikings can still pull out 10 wins on the season here and make the postseason. 
Well, let's move on to our Player of the Week, brought to you by North Dakota Game and Fish. North Dakota pheasant season opening up Saturday, October 7th. Player of the Week, I think we settled with Daniel Hunter. Maybe not as many tackles as Sandejo, but a couple of sacks, both for a loss, doing a good job. He and Everson Griffin are both kind of mm-hmm. switching back and forth on each side. Yeah, and he's a true difference maker, and we've kind of given Zendejo the shaft two weeks in a row. He's very capable of winning the last two weeks. So, Andrew Zendejo, if you have double-digit tackles next week, let's guarantee you'll be your player <laughs> of the week. Is that fair? Daniel Hunter, and in fairness to him, it's not like he finally came alive this week, Leaf. Offenses now are really figuring out where is Daniel Hunter on the field, and they're using their tight end and their running backs to help chip him along with that offensive tackle. And it's almost like reverse of Everson Griffin. I mean, Griffin's still getting a lot of attention, don't get me wrong. Hunter's kind of the guy everybody's worried about where he's at and they don't want him to beat. And Hunter is beating double teams, etc. on Sunday, still getting a couple sacks. Yeah, he's a good choice for Player of the Week. Player of the Week brought to you by North Dakota Game and Fish. Don't forget North Dakota pheasant season opening Saturday, October 7th. The Bears host the Vikings in Chicago. My shining star for you, Neil, before we get too much into it, Michael Floyd gets to come back. Yeah, so that could be a boost. Again, we spent uh, about a week down in Mankato, and to me, boy, he looked better than advertised. I knew he was big time coming in, coming out of Notre Dame way back when, and a Minneapolis kid, first round pick of the Cardinals, on and on and on, and as a pro, he always put up really good numbers. Boy, down in camp, no one could really cover him. And he plays like he's 6'3", but he looks like he's 6'5 out there. He goes over mm-hmm. everybody. So, yeah, he could really be a difference maker going down the stretch. And with the absence now of Delvin Cook, they're going to need some more outside presence to keep things opened up for Murray. McKinnon look to have holes there up the middle and, and just spread this thing out so that the Vikings don't get into a predictable pattern here. Well, let's talk about this in Chicago again. It's going to be tough. It's no cakewalk, that's mm-hmm. for sure, especially the Bears being at home. It's going to come down to defense again, Leaf, I think. As we heard on Monday, Trubisky out of North Carolina, first-round pick, number two overall for the Bears. They traded up to get this guy. All we hear about, we heard about Watson, and for good reason we found out. We hear about Mahomes. We hear mm-hmm. about Kaiser. We, the guy we haven't heard much about is Trubisky. And he was the first quarterback to come off the board. The guy's good, but they need to put a lot of pressure on this guy and not give him time to think. That'd be a way to lose this one on the road. But if they can win the turnover battle, I think that would go a long way to getting a win in Soldier Field. That's going to do it for this one. Thanks for listening to the Purple Pillage, brought to you by Buffalo Wild Wings, Wings Beer Sports, located in Minot, Williston, and Dickinson. For Neil Roberts, I'm Leif Bakken. Pillage on!